Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break down. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate now. The All Star game is a joke. But you already knew that, right? I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Of course, it used to be competitive. At least that's what I've been told. I've seen the clips of Kobe and Jordan going back and forth, but I wasn't really around back then to speak on it. But I'm not going to also sit here and get mad that the All-Star game wasn't some high, intense level of competition because it's an All-Star game. It's not supposed to be. But before we dive into that, welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, brought to you by the Believe Network. And yeah, 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 the Heat got Kevin Love, Cody Zeller. We go win the championship, baby. Let's go. I really don't care. It's an old Kevin Love and an aging Cody Zeller. I really think this team is still mid. They resume play on Friday, so we'll talk about that when the time comes. But I did want to get a special All-Star Edition episode out to y'all during this break. Of course, if you're watching the video version and you don't want to see my face, we do have the audio version available on Spotify, Apple Pod, all your podcast platforms. There's a link down below. Or if you want to see the video side, just search Anthony Donardo on YouTube. But I did write down a lot of my thoughts about the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend in general because, of course, it is a hot topic. So I just kind of want to share those thoughts with you. So the blazing hot topic yet never-ending story of the All-Star Game. Everyone understands the players aren't going to treat the All-Star Game like Game 7 of the NBA Finals, but they expect some level of competitiveness. I'm here to tell you that's never going to happen. We're in the age of load management now. And with no incentives, players aren't going to care even for a second. But I'm not going to sit here and explain that to you because it's been discussed a million times. I mean, people clamor for the idea of a one-on-one tournament. I mean, one of the most fun parts of the All-Star game was the back and forth between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, we all know what it's like going shot for shot against one of your boys. It forces you to be competitive. You don't want to be outdone by one of your closest friends, you know. Uh, And of course, it would be wildly entertaining for us fans if they did have a one-on-one tournament. But for ego purposes or injury concerns, that's never going to happen. Genuinely believe the idea of a one-on-one tournament is just not likely or or possible. Just I I don't think the players will commit to it as much as I, I wish they would. Man, that'd be fun. But people also say maybe you should give the players a financial incentive to win. But what's the number to actually make a player care? Like, they all have massive contracts. We're talking about all-stars. Do you have to give each player a million dollars? I just don't think it's feasible at that point. I mean, you got 24 guys on the roster, not including injury reserves. Are you going to pay the people in the dunk contest? You're going to pay the people in the three-point contest? I just don't think a financial incentive is realistic. Now, they did add the charity aspect to the game uh, last year or the year before where the winner of each quarter, they get money for a certain charity. But I kind of always thought that was dumb, <laughs> which sounds bad because I'm not trying to say that giving to charities is stupid. But, for example, in the All-Star game on Sunday, I'm recording this on, on Monday night, uh, by the way, the day after the All-Star game. It was a tie uh, at the end of the first quarter, and DeMar DeRozan was taking a shot for the win. So it was two charities. It was like the Boys and Girls Club and Raising something else. I forget the name off the top of my head. But if DeMar DeRozan makes that shot, essentially he's taking money away from a charity. Because it was a tie at the end of the quarter, both charities receive money. And if he makes the shot, he's taking away money from a charity and kids that need it. Anytime you take away money from a charity, especially when you have the kids that are are part of that foundation there watching, it's kind of awkward, no? Like you literally have the kids there. 
hoping to get money. And if DeMar DeRozan makes a shot, he's losing all the dreams. I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to say. I thought it was weird. Uh, plus, the players don't get to pick their own charities. A lot of players have charities that are very personal to them or, or may have affected them in their life, and they would care to donate to those. But when they're getting drafted to a team right before the game, and obviously the charities are handpicked by the NBA, it could be something that they're just not passionate about, so they don't necessarily have an incentive to want to try to win money for that charity. That's just the truth of it. Uh, I personally don't see a realistic way to fix the competitiveness, so I personally don't have a major issue with it. My problem is that the NBA treats the game like a big deal when it's not. The, comp- uh, the commentators were driving me crazy, specifically Reggie Miller and Candace Parker. Shout out to Candace Parker. I do want to say I think she does a great job. Not one of those guys that thinks because she's a female, she can't commentate basketball. I saw a lot of that, which is disgusting, too, because she's awesome at her job, and she certainly is an amazing basketball player. And I'm a big proponent of the WNBA, too. Big Phoenix Mercury guy. Love my girl, Diana Taurasi. Anyways, Candace Parker and Reggie Miller were annoying me during that game. They kept saying stuff like, oh, it's the end of the quarter. This is where you see them start to get competitive or only, oh, only 30 seconds left. You'll see them clamp up. No more open lanes. Like, stop it. Every time they said that, the players would still not try. There'd still be an open dunk, an open three, an open half-court shot, a guy driving right down an open lane. Stop it. You know that's not true. They are never going to play defense. So stop trying to hype it up. The game is not serious. And when they treat it like something it's not, it's a joke. That's why I look at it as a joke. And it's embarrassing to me. Uh, Of course, there's a few outlier games and moments over the years. But for 99% of it, nobody ever tries. And they never will. So stop acting like the all-star game is something it is not. That's my biggest problem. And that, to me is how you fix the All-Star game. Let me explain. Completely buy into the gimmicks. They had, in this past game, they had Luka mic'd up during the game while actually on the court, which I thought was hilarious. And then we never saw it again. I think there should be more of that. Maybe mic up two players and rotate them at every dead ball. Let the fans get some never-before insight on the game or a closer look into some of the various entertaining personalities of the NBA stars. I mean, you got Giannis and Braun and Luka and Embiid. All these guys can be hilarious at at times. (laughs) And I think people would love to hear more from guys like Dame or John Moran or maybe even what Jokic sees during a game. Of course, the commentary won't be completely serious, but I think that's exactly what makes it enjoyable. Because you know what was weird? Was having Luka mic'd up for five minutes, then the next second acting like this is some intense game that the players care about. I just thought it was really ridiculous by the NBA. So I wish they would buy more into the antics and accept the fact that players will never care about this game. And if they don't like that idea, then maybe they should just remove the game completely. I do have an idea of how about a three-on-three tournament with eight different captains. Maybe the captains would be more inclined to try because they don't want to lead a team that's going to end up in last place. You know, they don't want to select a team that that comes in dead last because that's just embarrassing. And make the tournament over Saturday and Sunday. All-Star Saturday night sucks anyways. I mean, if you still want to do the three-point contest, you could do it in between games of the three-on-three tournament. The dunk contest was terrible. It always is. But if you wanted, you can do that in between three-on-three games also as like a halftime or intermission sort of thing. Uh, Although I do wish they would just uh, get rid of the dunk contest completely. Uh, People are saying uh, to bring in non-NBA players. I just think that's stupid. Of course, I understand 
that the best dunkers in the world are not in the NBA, but it is an NBA all-star contest, not just some basketball appreciation weekend, which maybe that's what they should turn it into. I mean, if you can't get the stars to compete, I'm sure guys like Victor Wembanyama and Mikey Williams would love to. Get all these young phenoms, especially in this day and age where the young process, uh, prospects are so hyped up uh, from social media online. I mean, fans have been following these guys for years. Nowadays, we, we, knew, we knew Mike Mac McClung when, when he was in high school. Zion Williamson. I know Scoot Henderson, same thing, and he was in, in the G League, and, and I certainly tuned into the Rising Scars, uh, Stars Challenge to see him. Uh, so I think fans would really enjoy watching these, these uh, guys compete in some sort of event. Uh, and the young guys, I'd assume, would be more than willing to join uh, than an older NBA vet would because uh, that's basically Mac McClung. I mean, dude is not legit uh, an NBA player. I mean, he played two games, so, so technically, uh, but come on. He was just picked up by Philly two weeks ago. Of course, he was going uh, to put like, the most time and effort and practice into his performance, and he was awesome. But the people saying, oh, Mac McClung saved the dunk contest, no, he didn't. He was one guy who had a great performance in an otherwise terrible contest that will be terrible once again next year. And at least if they did the event in between games of the three-on-three tournament, like during the intermission between the semifinals and finals of the three-on-three tournament, it would take away less hype and expectations off the Saturday night events. I mean, the NBA makes the dunk contest a primetime event on Saturday night every single year. And it's not even the best event of the night. And every year people complain saying, oh, the dunk contest sucks. A lot of people I know nowadays don't even stay to watch the dunk contest. So how about you do the three-on-three tournament? Make it Saturday, Sunday. And if you want to do all the fun events, do them in between. Uh, and then crown a three-team uh, three or a three-player team all-star winner at the end of it. That's just my, that's just my idea. But the NBA All-Star Weekend needs a complete overhaul and until then, I wish they would just stop acting like it's a bigger deal than it is. But I'd love to hear what y'all think. So feel free to leave a comment down below if you're on the YouTube side or uh, if you're on the audio side. Go ahead and tweet me at AnthonyD underscore Heat on Twitter. I'd love to see what, see what y'all think. Definitely have another All-Star theme episode planned for later this week. Uh, but y'all stay tuned. Short episode today. That's all I got. My opinions on the hot topic. But I'll see y'all next time. Look. Pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight Had to kill them off, yeah, I need a headspace you know Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.